Welcome to episode 7 of the Fire the Family podcast. This is Nick, and I want to thank you for spending uh, more time with me on another episode here. Um, A little housekeeping before we get started on the episode today. We're going to be talking about three steps to index fund investing. I really just a very basic 30,000 foot view of getting started in the market and uh, purchasing index funds. Uh, We're going to touch a little bit on why index funds, why I like index funds, and specifically low-fee index funds, and uh, how to get started with that. Uh, Before we do that, I want to apologize for uh, not getting some of these episodes out as quickly as um, I was hoping. I was on a pretty good roll there to get started, and then um, my wife started working full-time as a teacher, and we all decided to get sick, and my three boys, a seven-year-old, three-year-old, and a -a one-and-a-half-year-old, they have been just taking turns being very sick uh, with whatever the flavor of the week is at daycare, and then passing that on to mom and dad. So we've been super busy being unhealthy and uh, exhausted. So um, also been spending time putting some new content on the website, uh, firethefamily.com, which I'm very excited about. So with that being said, uh, hopefully we're back into a good routine and I can get these things coming out um, fairly regularly. The other thing is I had a few people ask me about... um, about my about not having an intro to the podcast and about what kind of what the purpose is of it am I going to have other people on it um, that kind of thing um, and I largely the reason I am doing the podcast is to just provide another um, a way to get you know information and uh, possibly education across to you in a reasonable time frame and a manner that you can easily digest it. Uh, so I understand that not everybody wants to read a giant blog post. Not everybody can read a giant blog post. And so there is an accessibility standard where I would like to be able to provide this content um, in just another in another manner that isn't just words on a page. Um, also, when I commute to work, I listen to podcasts. And a lot of times they just turn out to be this long, drawn-out uh you know, a piece of audio that takes five minutes to get into the, the nuts and bolts of it. And I'm, I'm starting to do that here on this one, this episode myself and it bugs me and I don't like it. And so, um, I would like to listen to specific things that I, when I'm trying to learn and trying to consume content and, and better my knowledge, expand my knowledge, uh, to be in a way where somebody's, you know, giving me this information and I can move on with my day in a reasonable amount of time. So with that being said, Uh, That is the goal and uh, kind of the idea behind the whole podcast. So each one of these episodes gets attached to the corresponding blog post on the website, firethefamily.com. And uh, so there's many different ways to to get this content and information. With that being said, let's jump right into it. Um, Three easy steps to index funds. So before we get started with that, what is an index fund? An index fund is specifically a holding or collection of companies that uh, you have access to by purchasing an individual index fund. And the goal is largely, um, you know, the, each one of these has some sort of underlying goal. So for example, the Vanguard Total Stock Market Index Fund, Admiral Shares, uh, largely the goal is to, well, the goal is to track the S&P 500 and give a return that is equal to, um, I think sometimes or greater than, um, the uh, total stock market, the S&P 500. Now, what is the S&P 500? Well, that is the Standard & Poor 500 uh, companies that fit a certain criteria that can be listed there. Usually, the larger companies that drive our economy. You're going to see Apple, Amazon, Facebook, Alphabet, which is Google, financial companies, healthcare companies, tech companies, 
uh, oil and gas companies, companies of pretty much every sector. Um, for example, VTSAX, uh, Vanguard Total Stock Market Index Funds, Admiral Shares. Um, <laughs> I love putting that at the end. Um, that will that holds over like 3,500 different companies. And so what it does is today, um, if you were to purchase VTS or VTSAX, um, you're going to pay $73.80 uh, per share of that. So for $73.80, you can have access to 3,500 of the, you know, the, I don't say biggest companies, but that's pretty much what it is. Um, the main companies in the United States. Um, that's awesome. And that provides normal people like you and me who can't afford to go out and buy each one of these individually, nor do we want to take on that risk and, you know, have to be able to pick when to buy it and how to buy it and what the right timing to buy it is, um, and have to deal with all the trade commissions that it takes to buy uh, stocks individually. So uh, it's a great way to get access to the total stock market and not you know, pay those commission fees or have um, the trading costs associated and just really be able to set it and forget it, allocate money out of our paycheck each month, and know that we're purchasing this one fund, we're purchasing it every month on a consistent and regular basis. Um, and that's the idea. So there's index funds for all sorts of things. So I like the total stock market index funds. Um, there's growth in index funds, there's income funds, there's growth funds, there's large cap, small cap, medium cap. Um, there's funds that are specific to um, different indexes, like um, you have the S&P 500, you have the, um, the uh, uh, Russell 2000, you've got the Wilshire, was it Wilshire 5000? I think, yeah. And then you've got the Dow Jones, all these different indexes. There's a fund that corresponds with them and has a specific goal in mind. There's even funds that uh, are specific to um, uh, socially responsible companies that take care of the environment. Uh, all sorts of different things that, you know, I'm sure there's one for you. Kind of like my wife hates beer, but I swear that there's one out there for her. We haven't found it yet, uh, but I always make her try. And um, it's that, you know, same argument with wine. Uh, so don't knock it until you find the one that's just right for you. And the best part about index funds is that there's low fee index funds. Really want to look for funds that have an expense ratio that's far less than 1%. Uh, most of the funds that my uh, company sponsored 401k offer are above 1%. And that's just ridiculous when you can buy VTSAX, VIGAX, VSGAX, and other uh, total stock market funds uh, for less than you know, less than uh, 0.10 of a percent. Uh, so VTSAX has, has an expense ratio of something like 0.04%, which is like nothing. Um, and so why not? I mean, at the end of the day, you're going to have millions of dollars in this account, hopefully, and you don't want to be um, eaten alive by fees. Those are your enemy. Uh, so three steps to easy or to index fund investing, getting started with index funds. Finding an investment platform, you got to find where you're, where you want to buy the fund. You can't just walk, you just can't Google the internet, you know, and find an index fund to purchase. You have to do it through what's called a broker. So you have lots of different options when it comes to brokers. And today we have an even more options than we did 10 years ago because there are apps and there are tons of companies out of Silicon Valley, Seattle, San Francisco, New York, that basically um, are trying to a new new and flashy ways to get your money and tell you that they're going to invest it for you and you're going to become rich. Um, you have things like Robinhood. Uh, you've got you've got apps like Acorns with all these gimmicky um, these gimmicky type of uh, 
uh, ways to um, get you to, to, to work with them. And I have a post specifically on that. So I'll touch on Acorns and some of these gimmicky apps in the future. Um, but right for right now, I mean, I would just put those to the side. We're doing this the old-fashioned way. Uh, I want you to look for Vanguard, Schwab, uh, Fidelity, even E-Trade or Ally, which used to be, uh, which Ally purchased Trade King, which is very popular. There's brokers that are out there that have been out there for a long time that have a good track record that offer all of these index funds and usually commission-free options because um, if, if you, especially if you purchase the corresponding index fund with that broker. So for example, the Vanguard total stock market uh, with Vanguard or SWTSX or some of the other Schwab funds with Schwab. Um, and now you don't necessarily have to purchase the corresponding one at that broker, um, but there are instances where they provide um, lower fees or lower commissions or lower um, uh, expenses. Um, you also want to look at what do they offer as far as tools go? Is there stock screeners? Is there educational tools? Is there uh, retirement planning tools, what kind of tools are there? And some, some brokers have more than others, and some are just very minimal, and some are very robust. And so I just kind of get an idea of who you want to work with, how easy it is to access, what's their customer service like? Um, I have had good luck um, working with Vanguard and Schwab, and um, I've heard nothing but great things about either of those. I bank with Ally for my personal bank, and when I was into stock trading and stuff when I was much younger, um, I, I used Trade King, which Ally now owns. Uh, so, yeah, that's really the idea behind finding an investment platform. You want to make sure that they have the funds that you want to purchase before you open an account with them. And then you open it just like any other bank account. Uh, you're going to have to show an ID, and you're going to have to go through those steps to get started and, and fund that account with a little bit of money and wait a few days for that first ACH deposit to go from your bank to that account. So once you've found that investment platform, uh, we can then move on to step two. You're already a third of the way there. Um, selecting an index fund. So where do you want to you know, put your money? You may have already decided this from step one um, because you're making sure that that broker has the fund you want to buy. Um, that's kind of a big one. Um, but if not, that's totally fine. So I, I mean, I personally, for the new beginner, I would look at something like VTSAX. I would look at something like um, just any, any low fee total stock market uh, index fund. Um, so, but it's up to you. Um, if funds were all the same, um, we wouldn't have thousands of different funds out there. So there's tons of different flavors, tons of different strategies. Um, and this is really where I, I liked, I really enjoyed learning this and um, learning the different, you know, different nuances of these funds because it's a great way to, to really get an idea and, and broaden your horizons when it comes to um, terminology and lingo and what do these things mean and and it's just for me it, it was a lot of fun and a, gr a good journey to go down um, when I was trying to figure out where I wanted to put my money um, so yeah really just find the right one for you um, step three look we're almost done this is awesome uh, and you'll be passively investing in no time uh, determine your total cost of investment. So if there's fees associated with purchasing, if you're going to have commissions or if you're going to buy um, something like a mutual fund or an exchange traded fund, um, you may come up, you may have fees, you may have expenses, or there may be minimums that you uh, associated with that index fund that you may have to meet. So VTSAX, I believe, has a $3,000 minimum for new in, uh, investments. So if you just open an account today, you've got money in there. A few days from now, you're able to put that money to work. You want to go buy VTSAX, but you only have $1,500 on that account. You're not going to be able to buy it. 
you're going to have to have that $3,000 minimum uh, initial purchase. And then usually after that, there's no minimum. Sometimes there's a $500 initial and then a $50 um, subsequent purchase every time. Um, But it just depends on the fund itself. Uh, Through my work 401k, my Roth 401k, um, and my, my, that my work matches, um, I have access to VTSAX and I didn't have to meet that minimum because it's like a pool, it's a shared fund. And so, um, that minimum's already been met by my coworkers probably. So that's really nice uh, and a nice thing to think about. Um, but yeah, you want to have an idea of these things, this expenses, what, what are the annual expenses? What are the fees for purchase, the initial purchase? Um, and you know, understanding these ahead of time, uh, may save you money down the road and you don't have to get crazy. You don't have to stress over it. Um, but they're things to think about and, uh, definitely get on the internet and, and look up these funds. And, and I always look up these funds and go to Reddit, um, or these different, uh, any, pretty much any personal finance type forum that's discussing these things. It's great. It's, and people give a lot of great insight. But also, uh, take these things with a grain of salt and uh, don't just jump on, on the bandwagon. Uh, do some research for yourself. Um, I think that largely covers it. Um, that was the, the, main, the main purpose uh, or goal of the, um, of the post. So uh, if you have any questions, feel free to come to the website, firethefamily.com. And um, I have a contact form on there. I'd love to hear from you. Um, come to the website and uh, spend some time there. Look through some of the content. Give me some feedback. Uh, let me know what, what you would like to see. And uh, yeah, uh, I appreciate you spending your time with me. And uh, be sure to rate the uh, the podcast if you uh, if you feel the need to. Um, I definitely do appreciate you. And uh, happy investing. And um, yeah, have a great weekend.